Welcome to Fresh 107.9 FM. We educate, we inform, we entertain, we play feel-good music.
Fresh 107.9 FM Abelkuto. Good morning to you. Great to have you join us uh, this Thursday morning. It's the 24th day in the month of June 2021. Lifted, that's the song kickstarting things at this hour. The Lighthouse Family. Uh, that song's written by the British duo Lighthouse Family for their debut album, Ocean Drive, uh, in 1995. Uh, that album had some, you know, other amazing, amazing songs uh, to. Uh, you know, uh, to enjoy. I bet uh, a lot of us remember songs from that time. The Lighthouse Family, a British musical duo that rose to prominence in the mid-90s and initially remained active until the early 2000s. Uh, vocalist Tunde Bayou and keyboardist Paul Tucker formed the act in 1993. That was in Newcastle-upon-Tyne in England after meeting while studying at the university and both working at the same bar. They went on to produce some magic together and this song lifted uh, one of them kickstarting things uh, this morning hope your Thursday morning it started the brightest way possible thank you for choosing fresh one of 7.9 fm uh, as you head out today wish you the very best in your endeavors stay safe please be good to those around you have a great thursday it's time to take a look at the headlines this morning freshly pressed It's freshly pressed today, Thursday, 24th of June, 2021. Great to know you're there joining us as we take a look at the headlines together uh, one more time this week. Wale Bakar is my name. Uh, always glad to have you join us uh, every morning. The Punch, The Guardian, The Pen Pushing Newspapers, The Premium Times, The Nigeria Tribune, The Nigeria Gateway. Uh, some of the options available to us uh, this uh, morning. Quite a number of headlines to look out for. As always, you could say, uh, the punch this morning, endless borrowing, experts worry. Okojo Wala, Ahmed Difa on Nigeria's debts. Uh, that's on the punch this morning. There's also, there's also Gumi Nox Ami as 200 killed in Zamfara despite Buhari's no-fly zone. Uh, press council bill, terribly draconian, worse than decree 4, Oshoba. That's on the punch uh, this uh, morning. Um, petrol smuggling persists. 102 million liters consumed in May. That's according to the NNPC. Uh, is on the punch this morning. Baby born in prison. Special boy. Says on his wife at christening of released NSAS protester's son. Uh, that's on the punch as well this morning. One dead. Vehicles vandalized as robbers attack motorists on Long Bridge. It was also there uh, this morning. I led attacks on policemen, stations, INEC facilities. A boy and teenager. That's another on the punch uh, this uh, morning. Adamant's minister stops Firo DG's appointment over demoted officer. There's another uh, to look out for this uh, morning. The Guardian. Presidency distances itself from media proposed bills amendment, says Melami studying ruling on Twitter ban. That's on The Guardian this morning. Reject Honor Chase INEC nomination on dual nationality ground, 
CSOs tell National Assembly? Well, they didn't name quite a number of grounds, actually. But it's there on The Guardian for you to get the rest of it. INEC insists ABGA won't participate in Anambra Guba poll. Uh, that's uh, also on The Guardian uh, this uh, morning. Uh, that's an interesting one. Is there to look out for? Deary urges federal government to implement $951 million cut judgment. There's also court fixes July 2nd for adoption in Kalu's suit against EFCC. Teve Fulani reached truce in Benue, Taraba states. That's there on the Guardian as well. Adamawa Assembly grants financial autonomy to Auditors General. Is also there uh, on the Guardian. Uh, this uh, Thursday morning. There are some others. Uh, EFCC rearranged three FIRS directors, six others, over alleged 4.5 billion Naira fraud. Uh, that's there on The Guardian as well uh, to look out for this morning. Beware of debt distress. Okonjo Wella, additional one African leaders. That's also there on The Guardian. The Nigerian Tribune, insecurity, ACF to meet with Oanese, Afeniferi, South-South leaders. Is also there on the Nigeria Tribune this morning. Kaduna labor crisis, NLC to embark on nationwide strike is on the Tribune. National Assembly roof, okay. Uh, two dead, six. Uh, that's the talking about the Lagos border situation. Uh, is in case you missed it, is on the Tribune. Unknown person cuts, takes away seven year old boy's hand in Quara. That's wicked. It's there on the Tribune, the Premium Times. Ministries of Information, Police, others fail to account for public funds. Senate is on the Premium Times this morning. Anambra 2021, former CBN Governor Soludo wins Abga Governorship Primary. Is there also NLC threatens fresh strike in Kaduna? Also there. Uh, on the premium times uh, this uh, morning, I love the dailies with uh, talking about the Anambra situation. Uh, remember, uh, the former CBN governor did win the primary, but then there is another faction that has actually suspended the former CBN governor, and then there is the electoral umpire saying uh, there will not be a part of the election. Uh, you can begin to imagine. Uh, what is in stock as far as Anambra is concerned. Uh, the pen pushing newspapers says three die as Coca-Cola truck crushes motorcycle in Ibado. It's on the pen pushing newspapers. Family challenges police over unresolved identities of killers of former commissioner 18 years after. APC appoints Governor Biodun to head primary election committee for Anambra State. This one's a man rapes stepmother in Adwekiti. It's on the pen pushing newspapers. Fleeing suspected armed robbers land in road crash with stolen vehicle. Uh, it's on the pen pushing newspapers uh, this uh, morning uh, to look out for. Uh, there are a number of others uh, there to look out for. Uh, the Nigeria Gateway, of course, are still there for you to check out some of their headlines. Remember, that's a weekly. I did mention some of their headlines earlier this week, but uh, there are a lot more uh, to look out for uh, on that one. Uh, it's there um, this uh, morning uh, for you to look out for.
Freshly Pressed on Fresh 107.9 FM. Thank you for joining us. We're live on Facebook. Uh, do drop your contributions there as we go on this morning. Share the videos, please, uh, so others get a chance as well to join us live uh, via Facebook uh, this morning. Uh, we'll uh, kickstart things uh, with this report is on the punch. Uh, somewhat on the Guardian as well. It uh, says, endless borrowing, experts worry. Okojo Wella Ahmed Difa on Nigeria's debts. Uh, that's on the punch this morning. The Guardian takes a look at the broader, uh, well, broader way, talking about the African continent. Says, beware of debt distress. Okojo Wella Deshino. One African leaders, uh, that's on The Guardian, comes with a number of riders. Federal government spends 1.02 trillion naira on debt servicing in Q1 2021. Explore taxes to rev up revenues. Egypt Central Bank Governor advises borrowed funds should go into high-yielding activities, says ex-minister. Debt relief may not lead to economic growth, is another on The Guardian uh, this uh, morning. The DG of the World Trade Organization and ex-Minister of Finance, Ngozi Okojo-Wella, President of the Africa Development Bank, Akiwumi Adesino, Governor of the CBN of Egypt, uh, that's the, sorry, the Central Bank of Egypt, the CBE, Tarek Amer, and other regional economic stakeholders yesterday expressed concern about rising national debts, warning the majority of countries in the continent uh, to face a high risk of falling into a debt trap. They expressed their concerns during the ongoing Africa Development Bank Group's 2021 annual meetings, warning African political leaders to explore other funding options and scale up debt management transparency. The experts observed that majority of the countries are grappling with sustainability, just as debt servicing has become a major burden on the regional economy. Okojo Wialek observed that the current debt burden predated COVID-19 but was worsened by the pandemic. Noting that prevention is better than crisis management, she warned that Africa could not afford to fall into a debt trap again. According to her, many African countries' debt-to-GDP ratio ballooned during COVID-19 and the oil market crisis. For instance, she said Nigeria's debt-to-GDP moved up from 29 to 35% during the recent lull in the international crude market. Recent data shows that the federal government spent a sum of 1.02 trillion naira on domestic and foreign debt service in the first quarter of 2021, representing a 35.7% year-on-year increase compared to 753.7 billion naira in the corresponding period of 2020. A cursory look at the data released by the Debt Management Office reveals that 612. 0.71 billion naira was spent on domestic debt service, while 410.1 billion naira was expended on servicing external debt. The WTO DG described Africa as an embodiment of the global trickery growth, noting that the continent lags while the advanced economies in China are growing at a faster rate. She noted that the growth prospect was further compromised by the debt burden and uneven COVID 19 vaccination. We could exclude African countries. Uh, from the traveling space. Well, the rest of what others had to say uh, is uh, there on The Guardian uh, this uh, morning. Uh, the punch, uh, they say, endless borrowing, experts worry, Okonjewel, Ahmed Difa, Nigeria's debts, uh, the Minister of Finance, uh, Dino Bachman and the DGWTO, uh, Kojo Wella, on Wednesday, differed on the nation's debt to gross domestic production ratio. While Ahmed 
put the debt to GDP ratio at 29%. Okojoela said that reason to 35%. Uh, both the minister and the WTO boss spoke at the Africa Development Bank High Level Knowledge event with the theme from debt resolution to growth, the road ahead of Africa, which held virtually. On Wednesday, Ahmed also disclosed that Nigeria planned to borrow more money to fund its infrastructure capacity. This is in spite of voices calling on the government to halt borrowing and concentrate on other means of raising funds for the infrastructure needs uh, of the country. Well, um, according to the DMO, Nigeria's total public debt portfolio rose from 12.12 trillion naira in June 2015 to 33.11 trillion naira in March uh, 31st. Ahmed said government was enforcing fiscal discipline to expand its fiscal space so that it could continue to service its debts and borrow more to build the nation's infrastructure capacity. As of Q1 2021, we have about a 29% debt-to-GDP ratio in terms of level of debt. We are still very healthy and sustainable. We are struggling with revenues, which is what we need to pay our debts. We have put in place a number of measures to enhance domestic revenue. We are cutting costs. We are improving the ease of doing business, trying to leverage private sector resource capacity to invest in infrastructure to reduce government spending. Well, uh, she uh, spoke a lot about plans by the country or plans by the federal government uh, to ensure that uh, the debt burden isn't one that becomes too weighty for the country, according to how we, we are in a healthy space. Although, uh, just as I read earlier in The Guardian, uh, the WTO DG, Ngozi Okojo Weala, uh, differed as far as the nation's debt to GDP ratio is concerned. She said it had risen to 35%. Now, um, n- n- naturally, naturally, although when you, uh, <laughs> when you look at, uh, for a lot of other countries uh, on the African continent, um, Algeria, their own debt to GDP ratio uh, has risen from 46 to 53%, Egypt from 84 to 90 while Angola from 107 to 127%. Uh, knowing oil exporters like South Africa also had their debt to GDP rising from 62 to 77%, while Morocco from 65 to 76 Well, it's there on the punch, and it's there on the Guardian for you to look out for to get you know the, the complete dose of uh, what the reports are saying. But and, um, naturally, uh, you would expect that you know uh, if there is uh, anyone to give us the real figures as far as you know, the debt situation of the country is concerned. The Minister of Finance, but it's a national planning because uh, it's someone uh, we should trust our figures. Uh, but then, now there is this doubt in the minds of many, I'm sure, uh, because of what the WTO DG has said. Although she is not the Minister of Finance here, but then she was there. Uh, the guess is that she does, you know, have high-level knowledge of what is happening in the country. Uh, you know, but then for some people, they would look at it and say, uh, is the Minister of Finance or are the federal government uh, giving the 29% figure just to back up that argument that we are in a healthy space, according to them? Now, what wor- what is wor- more worrying, I'm sure, for a number of other Nigerians is the fact that uh, amid all the talks about, you know, the country's uh, borrowings uh, being too much, the country's debt profile rising. Uh, there are talks about the need to borrow more. The Minister of Finance said it yesterday. Uh, the Minister of Works, Bhatti Vashala, was talking the other day saying we need to borrow more to finance our infrastructure. Uh, for a number of Nigerians, uh, the arguments have always been straightforward. Uh, some have said don't borrow at all. Uh, let's, um, uh, you know, uh, show up our revenue here. Uh, let's um, reduce our frivolous spending here and we'd have more funds. There are some that have said 
yes, we can borrow, but when we borrow, we have to be transparent with it. We have to be doing what we say we will do with that money, not that you will borrow and then the money uh, you know, goes up to somewhere no one knows. And, and so those are some of the things uh, many have uh, said uh, to be the issue here as far as uh, you know, this uh, debt situation uh, is uh, concerned. Well, uh, is there on the punch uh, to look out for this uh, morning? Uh, some of these talks about the borrowing situation, endless borrowing, experts worry. Okojo Wella, Hakmed Difa on Nigeria's debts. Uh, the Guardian also says, beware of debt distress. Okojo Wella, additional one African leaders uh, is there uh, to look out for this morning on a lot of the dailies. Uh, the arguments will continue. Uh, to be there, of course, uh, but you know, and uh, we, we we continue to talk about them uh, every day, every time, because uh, uh, for many it is just a worry of the country finding itself in a situation uh, where it cannot, uh, you know, manage its debt. It's that again. Beware of debt distress. So, Koja, we are additional one African leaders. Is there on the Guardian? Endless borrowing. Experts worry. Okonjo Wella, Ahmed Difa on Nigeria's debts. Also there uh, on the point to look out for. Uh, Mr. Dara Falari joins the program this uh, morning. Uh, very quickly as we uh, move on. Good morning to you, sir. Uh, first off, uh, great to have you join us. Uh, well, you know, you, you just met the discussion about the uh, debt situation in the country. Uh, although there is, uh, now we're not sure what the situation is. Uh, Minister of Finance says 29% debt to GDP ratio. Uh, Madam Gozio Kunjo Wella uh, referenced 35% uh, yesterday. Guthin is the way speaking at the same event. Uh, they probably have seen each other to reconcile their figures or, <laughs> or find out what exactly is going on. But uh, the, 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 the big uh, message is there, uh, not just for Nigeria, but for the African continent yesterday, saying uh, we cannot afford to get into a debt trap again. We have to be careful at the rate at which our debt or our borrowings are going as a continent and more importantly as a country. Well, is conventional wisdom. You know, it's often said that neither a borrower nor a lender be. But mm. we are neck deep in debt already. It's just that the debt is being, you know, uh, postponed. You know, the, the you know, it, <laughs> that's the thing. So we, yeah, caution should be the, uh, the, the name of the game. Uh, we should be cautious. You know, even if as a family, if you keep borrowing, you will not, you know, that situation is not healthy. So as a country, we should look inward. We should start, you know, using the resources we have to get what we need. The forex, what do we use it for? That's the, that's the, that's the annoying thing, you know. All these forex being, uh, you know, sourced. What are they being used for? Domestic issues. That's not, that's not the thing. If, if they were used for developmental projects and that we quickly turn around the economy or reflate the economy, we will understand. But, you know, it's for consumption. So that's where it's uh, it's uh, it's terrible. So we need to look inward. You know, we once canvassed for a low profile. You know, government should you know they still go go around with uh, jeeps and all the rest. They should look inward. If you can't say you don't have money and you keep living an ostentatious life, nobody will take you serious. So let's let's cut down. You know, on some of our consumptions, let's cut down on number of uh, political functionaries. Let's look at a single, you know, House of Assembly. You know, let's let's look at unicameral legislature. All these issues coming. So uh, there is, you know, we need to cut the belly fat. We need to slice it down. 
We need to, you know, make it uh, manageable. Issues that just appears like something we're, we're, we're not ready to do. We, we continue to talk about it, but we just not, we don't we have, have to, to make do. any moves. It's something we have to do to reflate the economy, to make sure that you don't, you don't keep spending the money you don't have. You know, right now, they borrowed up till 2050. 2050, 2055, 2060. So that's borrowing from the future. That's not healthy. You should be saving for the future. Is there on a lot of the dailies this morning uh, to look out for? Uh, the talks about the uh, bills, uh, the uh, the bills in front of the National Assembly, the National Broadcasting Commission uh, Amendment Act, uh, the um, I mean the Nigeria Broadcasting Commission, the National Press Council Amendment Act. They're, they're also on a lot of the dailies. We've been talking about this for a couple of days now. Uh, but yesterday, the presidency they distanced themselves from yeah. the moves. Uh, presidency distanced itself from media proposed bills amendment says Melami studying ruling on Twitter ban. Uh, those are some of the updates from the Federal Executive Council meeting yesterday. The other update occurs is that uh, the engagements with Twitter started yesterday or were supposed to start yesterday at least according to Mr. Femi Additional uh, whether they started uh, really I'm not sure. Activists cautions against the reintroduction of Decree 4 is a rider that comes with that story. The president yesterday warned against being dragged into the war of attrition greeting the move by the National Assembly to amend the Nigeria Press Council and the National Broadcasting Commission Act. So I did uh, mix it up the early, uh, earlier. Uh, the Nigeria Press Council and the National Broadcasting Commission Act it spoke following the condemnations by relevant stakeholders of alleged attempt to muscle the press. Speaking, a special advisor to the president of media publicity, Femi Additional, maintained that the initiative was completely outside the presidency's purview, noting that the matter was a government thing, which only the Minister of Information and Culture, Lai Mohammed, could adequately address. Additional made the clarification while addressing State House correspondents at the end of the weekly Federal Executive Council meeting presided over by President Mohamed Buhari. Uh, probed on the issue, it said that is not strictly a presidency thing because the President had nothing to do with that. It's a government thing and it's a minister that can talk about it. Uh, he also disclosed that the Attorney General and Minister of Justice, Abaka Melami, was studying the ruling of the ECOWAS court that held that Twitter users cannot be arrested or prosecuted following the suspension of microblogging platform in Nigeria. He said the AGF will thereafter advise the federal government on the next step to take. I also did say uh, that uh, conversations uh, were due to start yesterday uh, between the federal government and Twitter. We'll have to wait and see how that pans out. The former president of the Nigeria Guild of Editors, uh, that's additional, confirmed that the committee you raised to negotiate with the social media giant has begun meeting. He also affirmed that its principal had directed that the second peer review country self-assessment report be carried out. The rest of it is on The Guardian. But uh, The Punch says press council bill terribly draconian worse than decree four there's according to um the uh, former governor of the state Alicia Goshoba, is there on the punch was actually an interview uh, he had uh, with uh, the punch uh, is there uh, this morning uh, to look out for um he says it's a terrible draconian law it has never happened in the history of nigeria that a law is as sweeping as this will be proposed not even under the military uh, was this done? It says uh, this is worse than Decree 4. It says Decree 4 was restricted to the disclosure of sources of information. The one they are proposing now includes obtaining a license before you can build a press hub. You have to obtain a license. It says before you can even begin printing a newspaper, you must obtain a license. It is far-reaching and uh, sweeping. 
It says, press freedom is never awarded. Over the years, we have always fought for the right to practice. We have been fighting the press council issue for over 25 years. I remember what led to the Nigeria Press Organization and the production of a code of conduct for journalists. It was because attempts were made in the 1970s to set up a regulatory body for the print media. We resisted it, and we have to continue resisting it. Well, is uh, the it's there. The rest of it is there. It's uh, the irony of our life, you know. They use the same press to get into government. And when they get there, they now want to regulate, say they want a responsible press. But it will fail. You know, we've been there before several times. It has failed. But is, is this it different will... from... Uh, because a, a very lot of people say we've been there before several times. But uh, they say there's something uh, just like the foreign <laughs> you know, government says far-reaching. They say there's something... Uh, different. Uh, there's just this uh, more energy being dissipated towards achieving fail. this. It will fail. Don't just, just wait. It will fail. You know, this is a democracy. One of the beauties of democracy is this um, narrative, this argument, this, you, you, you know, you bounce the ideas and you mm. get to the correct one. So, this will fail. It will fail. I'm sure of it. Attempt to control how we think, how we talk, it can work. It's a democracy. It's the beauty of it is, you know, this panoply of ideas, you know, interplay of ideas is the beauty of democracy. It will fail. They've forgotten that they are living in two years' time. If you want to regulate, another person gets there, the law you make now, it will use it to punish you. So it's like a catch two two situation. You know, it's just that when they, are, when they get to office, they, they, they forget themselves, mm. you know, because this, this was when they were in the opposition, if the government of the day had done something like this, they would have resisted it. I'm sure Elijah Lai Mohammed would lead the would have led the opposition to that to that bill or to that to that thing. So because the table has turned now, they are there. But they will not be there forever. That's the beauty of democracy. You have to leave. Hmm. Well is there on the punch? Is there on the Guardian, the Nigeria Tribune as well, uh with the report uh, to look out for uh, the Kaduna situation still there, Kaduna labor crisis, NLC to embark on nationwide strike. Uh, the uh, Tribune has that report. Uh, a number of the other dailies also with it. The Premium Times says NLC threatens fresh strike in Kaduna. Apparently, according to the NLC, uh, the, um, the well, the peace, you could say, broke out by the federal government. Uh, the Kaduna state government has not lived up to its uh, own responsibility. But uh, I've heard some analysts say, not surprising entirely, because uh, the, the body language of the Kaduna state government at that time was that uh, they were in the right as to what they were doing at that time. And uh, th their hands were being forced uh, because of the looming industrial crisis. And it appears we're back to square one as far as that situation is concerned. Because Libor are now saying, uh, they're even talking of a full-blown nationwide strike, which was what they were saying mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, all, you know, people are pretending to be Democrats and they're not carrying the people along. This is their lot. So that's what you get, you know, you know. That's the beauty of democracy. We have to fight anywhere we are having, you know, this warlord or the, 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 anywhere we are having a, a, an emperor, okay. an emperor. Yeah, yeah, not warlord. Sorry, <laughs> anywhere we're having these emperors, you know, we have to fight them. That's the beauty of democracy. We have to continue to make sure that we fight for our rights. Well, we'll have to, we'll see uh, how the situation in uh, Kaduna pans out. Uh, is there? on a lot of the dailies uh, to look out for uh, this uh, morning. Uh, the Nigeria Tribune also has this ACF to meet with Oaneze, Afeniferi, Sardzad leaders. Uh, that, of course, is over the security situation in the country. The Arawa consultative firm uh, is set to meet with Oaneze, Afeniferi and Sardzad as part of efforts to sanitize a fragile peace bedeviling the country. 
Uh, this was even as it commended the Southeast leaders for disowning the indigenous people of Biafra and the Eastern Security Network while assuring them of Igbo's protection in the North. The firm called on the Southeast leaders to stop their people from harassing and killing the ordinary Northerners plying their trade in their region. Uh, the communique, which was read by the National Chairman Chivaldo Ogbe on Thursday, noted that from reports reaching them, ordinary citizens who are earning their daily life are being attacked. Uh, we hope these ordinary northerners are given the same protection we have given the southeasterners in armies. The forum also commended two northern governors, Senator Atiku Bagudo of Kebi and Professor Marzulmo Bono, as state chief executives who have demonstrated unusual courage in their fight against terrorism in their states and urge other governors in the north to demonstrate similar bravery in the fight against insecurity that is ruining everything that the north has always stood for. Uh, the firm expressed satisfaction with the recent stand of the Southeast leaders and governors on the violent agitation of uh, for secession from Nigeria by IPOB and the ESN. Well, you can find out the rest of what they had to say is on the Nigeria Tribune. Insecurity, ACF to meet with Oaneze, Afeniferi, South South leaders uh, is there on the Tribune uh, to look out for. Uh, I had the election in Anambra is getting a lot of attention already uh, just um, weeks to it now Anambra 2021 former CBN governor Saludo wins Abga governorship primary uh, is on the premium times uh, there is also well another faction of the party that say is being suspended uh, but then uh, the Guardian has this uh, report INEC insists Abga won't participate uh, in Anambra Guba poll, uh, then the riders Soludo wins factional ticket suspended. Uh, that's another <laughs> journalist bad at the venue of accreditation voting for violating the Electoral Act 2010 as amended ruling. Uh, All Progressive Grand Alliance Abga has been ruled out of the November 6, 2021 governorship poll in Anambra. Uh, according to the Independent National Electoral Commission, we dropped the int yesterday in Abuja. Abga's disqualification followed the party's failure. To comply with Section 85 of the Electoral Act, the Commission disclosed that Abga did not notify it when it purportedly held its ad hoc Congress to elect delegates for the party's governorship primary. INEC National Commissioner in charge of publicity and voter education, Festus Okoye, in a statement insisted that parties must act within the confines of the law in the conduct of their Congresses and primaries if they are to avoid issues and challenges that may complicate the conduct of elections. And a clarification came on the heels of the declaration of former CBN Governor Chukuma Saludo as winner of the factional primary organized by the Chief Victor Oye-led faction of the party. As of the time of filing the report, exit polls indicated that the former CBN Governor and frontline aspirant was cruising home to victory, even as reports indicated that a rival faction of the party announced the suspension of the economist-turned-politician. The chief, the chief Jude Okeke-led National Working Committee of the party says Oludo was suspended from ABGA for anti-party activities, saying that the NWC arrived at the decision after its meeting on Tuesday, June 22nd, uh, 2021. Um, it's interesting what's going on there. Because... Uh, because they are the ruling party, Ab- Abga, of course, has been the ruling party uh, in yeah. Anambra since um, uh, the what's 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 was the deputy uh, candidate to Atiku, uh, Peter Obi. I've got the ruling party since then, and you know they've had the issues you will find in the major parties. Uh, the factions have been there, but then uh, there is the electoral. Uh, 
yes, there is the infighting, and then there is the electoral umpire saying the party entirely would even be excluded from the election because they failed to do this and this and that. But I'm sure the party will continue with their own whatever because uh, I'm, I'm sure whatever INEC has done will be challenged in court. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's what we do in our politics, and uh, they'll be getting themselves ready. Uh, for uh, you know, in case they get the chance, but it's just Abga is strong in Anambra. Mm. Abga is very strong in Anambra. Don't don't forget that an attempt was made on the life of Sojudo. You can see, you know, so easy man to beat, really easy man to beat, and and, it, and he's been trying for a while actually. Mm. Mm. He's been he's a man to beat. We wait and see what happens. Well, well, Ainek insists Abga won't participate in Anambra Guba poll. Uh, there on the Guardian, Soludo wins factional ticket. Well, journalist bad at the venue of accreditation voting uh, is another rider uh, that comes with that story. There on the Guardian, uh, the Premium Times, the ministers of info, ministries of information, police, others fail to account for public funds. That's according to the Senate. Uh, the Senate, of course, uh, they've uh, threatened to. I release or uh, to publish uh, names of uh, MDAs that have failed to submit their uh, reports to the office of the Accountant General in turn to the Auditor General's office. Uh, well, uh, is, is there quite a number of them were mentioned, not just the Ministry of Information, I think the Ministry of Health as well. Uh, Amadou Bello, uh, University Teaching Hospital Zaria also mentioned Ministry of Police Affairs, the Nigeria Police Force itself, quite a number of others. Uh, were mentioned uh, is there on the premium times uh, for you to look out for uh-huh. Gumi knocks army as 200 killed in Zamfara despite Buhari's uh, no-fly zone is on the punch uh, this morning the Nigerian army and a popular Islamic cleric Ahmed Gumi on Wednesday disagreed over the latter's allegation that security agents were collaborating with bandits Gumi while featuring on morning show a program on Arise TV on Wednesday alleged that a lot of those he described as bad elements in the nation's security forces were colluding with bandits. The cleric stated that the bandits had been able to access assorted weapons that they used against Nigeria due to the cooperation of the security agents. Gumi said this as the punch learned that at least 200 residents of Zamfara had been killed in violent attacks despite an order by President Muhammad Bari declaring a no-fly zone over the state's airspace. On his part, the Kaduna-based cleric alleged that security agents were doing business with the security and lives of Nigerians. Gumi said, I quote, these bandits, if you don't know, are cooperating with a lot of bad elements in our security system. This is a business. So many people are involved. You will be surprised. They were caught in Zamfara. They were caught everywhere. How do these big weapons cross our borders? Uh, how can these big weapons cross our borders and get into the forest without the cooperation of some bad elements of the security operatives assisting them? It is not possible. If I give you the same quantity of guns, can you take them to the UK? You can't because the securities are a lot. Part of fighting this banditry is to overhaul our security system. He attributed the incessant banditry and headsman attack across the country to tribal wars. He says, what you call banditry, when you cross the other side, you find out Nigeria is fighting a tribal war, he said. Uh, Gumi, we admitted that bandits commit atrocities, also accused the government at all levels of taking sides in the raging attacks on Nigerian communities. Uh, he says, when you say these bandits are committing atrocities, yes, agree. But they are committing, yes, I agree they are committing crimes, they are killing people, they are raping, they are doing all sorts of atrocities. But have you, for once, gone to their own side and see all sorts of atrocities that are also committed against them? He asked. Well, the rest of it is on the punch. I, I was going to say earlier that um, for the first time, maybe Sheikh Gumi would have a lot of people 
supporting some of the things he's saying. But, the way he but then he landed there and then, then came up the issue of the bandit. <laughs> which has always been his argument anyway, so you wouldn't be surprised if a man has you know, stuck by what has been his argument. But as far as, you know, the allegation of um, collaboration between some security elements or some yeah, security operators and the criminals is, is something that has always been there. Yeah, the fifth, fourth, fifth or fourth colonist, mm. they should fish them out. You know, there are also some black legs, you know, those who get money to commit evil against the nation, against the state. They should be fished out. Those are the real culprits that, they, that we should look out for and punish them. Uh, because uh, his, his other argument about crimes being committed against the bandits, in fact, he claimed that headsmen had been lynched across the southern Nigeria, uh, specifically naming Anambra and Oyo as a state where these things have happened. Uh, the army, expectedly, they've reacted to a statement. They say that the allegation is an attempt to undermine troops, denigrate the military. Uh, the director of Army Public Relations, Oyema Wachuku, in a statement on Wednesday, described the claim by the cleric as a calculated attempt to undermine the sacrifices of the troops, of the troops, aimed at restoring peace uh, in the country. Well, is, is is that necessarily what it is? Because uh, you, you'd understand the army would come out to react to it, but does do the army necessarily have to say uh, it's a lie? Uh, it's an attempt to denigrate the troops. Well, These are things that have been said even the, before. That's Gumi. the thing about the way some of some people practice PR in this country. PR is not necessarily about denying everything. You know, you can't. You know, like we said, that of a truth, there are black legs in the in the in the armed forces who have been sabotaging the efforts of the military to win this war. For because years. what else is the explanation yeah. for uh, you know the bandits knowing some of your movements, the yeah, bandits knowing some of your plans? So, so, so yeah, there are black blacklist. So as a PR person, you admit the truth, and then you know come up with what you are saying. Don't always be defensive. It's not necessarily you are not on the spot. You know, he has you know he has, uh, Gumi has expressed his own views. Mm. So take the meat and separate the chaff. You know, so that's what they should have done. You know, the 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 army went on the defensive, and they are trying to defend everything. No, it's not as if the army is on. Is on. No, yes, there are saboteurs among you. Looking word, get the saboteurs, tighten the security, and you will win the war. That's the thing. That's how it goes. But but then if if they, if they do not believe that there are saboteurs, then no, I'm that, sure that's, trouble. that's what I'm saying. The PR was just to go and defend. You know, oh, okay. I'm sure they will look in word. <laughs> they will do that without without a. Uh, Gumi Knox Army has 200 killed in Zanfra. Despite Bari's no-fly zone, uh, that's uh, the headline on the point uh, for you to look out for. I led attacks on policemen, stations, INEC facilities. A boy teenager uh, is also there uh, on the punch because uh, the police, they say they had picked up some individuals uh, that have been part of uh, some of the attacks on uh, police facilities uh, in a boy state is uh, there on some of the dailies uh, to look out for uh, this uh, morning. Uh, we're live on Facebook for you to drop your contributions uh, this uh, morning. Uh, Council poll in Ogun State. Action Alliance accuses Electoral Commission of acting script of APC. Uh, that's on the Pempushin newspapers. Uh, interestingly, uh, the, the opposition People's Democratic Party uh, they are also of that opinion. Uh, incidentally, I was talking to, with them yesterday. Uh, they say that um, 
the state independent electoral commission OCEC, has uh, chosen to deal uh, with uh, a member of the party who is not uh, the statutory or the the one they should be dealing with uh, saying they've given forms of the party to this individual and these forms are being given to individuals that are not even members of their party well they say that's a case that they've dragged before the court of law already so we'll see how that pans out but uh, the action alliance they are also uh, saying that Oxyak is acting the script of the ruling party uh, these are things that come with uh, you know local government elections these are things that we hear and uh, you know the uh, it, it's just uh, you know you know I've, I've i've constantly talked about the promise of the government the promise of the governor as regards this election uh, they've been characterized by the usual things we hear allegations of uh the supposedly independent electoral commission uh, uh you know playing a script by the uh, by the state government or by the ruling party but uh, maybe what, the results what, what, will what tell I us feel they should do is mm. to test the situation get your own candidates ready go and be campaigning and then on election day police the votes Let's see how it happens. Mm. You know, it, you know, it, it's often said that you can only rig where you are popular. So police, let the, let the people police the votes and see what happens. But, but you know, it becomes difficult uh, if if uh, while I see the picture you're painting, I get the point you're making. It becomes difficult if truly there is no level playing ground already. If truly there is an electoral to know umpire, if there is a level playing mm. ground or not. Let them go and test it. Let them prepare for the elections. But you know, at times people don't prepare. They just be shouting that the thing is done. So go there. Go and meet the people. Canvass them for their votes. The elections will soon come. Mm. So police the votes. And uh, let's see what happens. Is there? Action Alliance accuses Electoral Commission of Acting Script of APC. Is on the pen pushing newspapers. Uh, talking ahead of the council polls in Ogun State. Uh, there's also APC appoints Governor Abiodun to head primary election committee for Anambra State. Uh, is there a man rapes stepmother in Adwekiti? Uh, it's a 64-year-old man, actually. Uh, is there on the pen-pushing newspapers as well? Uh, some of these things, I just wonder uh, what exactly is going on. A 64-year-old man, Drew Lakaudi, has been remanded in the correctional center on the order of magistrate courts in Adwekiti for allegedly raping his stepmother in Adwekiti or Adwekiti State. I'm trying to see whether the report... Uh, mentions the age of the stepmother. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to imagine, you know, how, well, you know, I can tell maybe the father got married to a younger woman. I don't know, because I'm, I'm just trying to uh, begin to imagine how she could have. Whatever. Mm. The man is uh, sick. I don't know. Mm. It's just. Um, fleeing uh, suspected armed robbers land in road crash with stolen vehicle. <laughs> it's on the Pampishing newspapers as well uh, this uh, morning to look out for. Anyway, let's get to hear from you. Uh, there are a lot of these headlines for you to look out for. We did mention as many as we can. Uh, we're live on Facebook for you to drop your contributions. Quite a number of your thoughts in already. I uh, will definitely read some of them in a bit. The numbers 0815 or Zero eight one eight one 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 ten seventy nine. Zero eight one eight one 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 ten seventy nine. Those are the numbers. Good morning. Morning, Wale. Good morning. Good morning, my brother. My name is Honorable Larry J. Calling from the People's Parliament in Abuja. I think uh, most of the people that are in AA, that are in PDP now, you know, uh, well, I mean, well, those people that you are in APC now. I mean, so they should understand that uh, normally you have to abide by the norms and values and the rules and regulations of the OSEC. I see the OSEC 
as an umpire, I mean, that's likely not to be biased this time around. Let us play, you know, according to the rules. Let us all go to the level playing ground and see what we can be able to do. We cannot continue to cry foul when the election has not even taken place. But in a situation where there are counter court of laws, counter, you know, every petitions, laws, <laughs> I mean, criminal, I mean, I don't know, I mean, how do I call the court injunctions? Court injunctions, That are coming here and there, you are putting looks like, you know, in the, on the tight corner. I mean, they will need to be very careful and make sure that mm-hmm. they deal with the authentic and the, 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 the authentic, you know, I mean, faction of any political party. Let me allow that Thank you. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. That's an interesting point. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Mr. Wale and uh, Mr. Falain. Yeah, my name is Falain Bolao from Shagorule. Uh I want to have my take briefly on the Gumi speech. I think uh, I remember the last speech he made before this uh, speech. I told you here on this uh, platform that Gumi uh, is giving a wake up call to the government. You know, that we need to be strategized on. And this speech that he made now is is a, he, he, something has already done. You understand? It's not really that because he's making an uh, maybe a kind of a point now that okay, the, there are some security operatives that are in. We knew, everybody knew about that. But it's your first time to feed them out. That's all. So apparently, as it is now, they can just you know go ahead with the you know the plan. I mean, the launching attacks on them. So by the way, they will get them out. They shouldn't be, you know, discouraged by the, maybe the speech. Maybe, perhaps, maybe they, they should withdraw that. Uh, no. Right. They shouldn't withdraw what they are supposed to do. All right. Thank you, Mr. Willow. Thank you. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Wow. All right, zero eight one five four three two ten seventy nine zero eight one eight one 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 ten seventy nine. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning. My Where are with you? Rani. Yeah. Good morning. Um, awesome. You see, um, it's it's a good thing that uh, Chief Oshawa have spoken. We now know his stand that he is not up for the attempted hostage taking of uh, the media space by the APC-left federal government. I think we want him, I urge him to please go a step further by using his passive energy to really um, um, push things from within. And I want other APC or Nadeco remnants in APC to let us know who side they are, if they are for the people or for the attackers of free speech. In their party. Have a good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Hello. 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 Good morning. Yes. Please turn on the volume on your radio. Thank you. Yes. So, 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 am I kind of? Yes, you are. Go ahead. Yeah. This is Nicholas calling from Abuja. Um, it's unfortunate that Nigerians have now been shocked, and we don't even know when we are shocked anymore. <laughs> How can the National Assembly appropriate nine point two billion to themselves, and they don't know where the money is? And this report appears so normal. And we just wake up and live our normal lives. How can we protect the country when we cannot protect the roof of our most well, hallowed chamber? Well, they, they say there's no money that has been released for it to them. Who is to release the money to them? They say that uh, it's not even in their purview to repair. They say it's the job of the FCDA, the Federal Capital Authority <laughs> Development Authority. But they have appropriated money to in their purview to appropriate the money. Well. <laughs> this is the question we should be asking. Have a nice day. Well, 
Uh, I, th- I think the statement by the National Assembly, in essence, was just to uh, debunk those talks that um, maybe they had got in the set 37 billion that I was talking yeah, about. But they don't have issues collecting their own allowances. True, though. We've not been told that they've not been able to collect mm. their allowances. So mm. it, it, there's a point there. Someone even <laughs> said maybe you know they should all just contribute since they <laughs> have a lot of money. <laughs> Hello, good morning. <laughs> good morning. Good morning, Mr. Falani. Abayo means my name. I'm calling from Abeokuta this morning. Um, like um, the last um, caller said, things are, there are so many things that, so many reports that comes out these days, and we feel that. I want to talk about the debt um, accumulation. I really, really bothered about this debt accumulation. If you and I on the street are saying the debt accumulation is getting too much, and our senators or our House of Rep members are not complaining, it means that it's either they are conspiring with the executives to burden us with this loan, or they are privy to some information that we do not have. Because everybody on the street has been complaining. Each time this loan is to be taken, the executive takes it to the National Assembly. And before you know it, they have approved it. It means that something is going on that we do not have uh, have information about. If they, they are truly representing us, they should come back and tell us why we should not be bothered about this loan. Or else, I, I think, um, like um, Mr. Fonari said, so far their own allowances are not stopped. They are getting what they, they what they want. They, they will continue seeing, to see things as, as being normal. Good morning. Good morning. Hello? Hello? Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, You're calling us from where, Mr. Ali? I'm calling from Abel Okay. Hello? Hello, we can hear you. Okay, fine. Um, just like, you know, it happens on, at the federal level. I believe, you know, you know at the federal level, the uh, the person of Mr. President is statutorily, you know, uh, statutory, he, he possesses the, the uh, statutory right, you know, to single-handedly appoint the chairman of the of our electoral umpire. So I think that's exactly what happened in Ogo State. So am I correct about that? Hello? You, you, you're talking about the leadership of voice because it's appointed by I the mean, state the, government. The chairman, I mean, yes, the chairman. Yes, you're correct. You're correct. Yes. So from that, you know, to me, I believe, you know, that by that, you know, that, I, I, that particular uh, clause, you know, should be, there should be a way that, that should be stopped. Because you know, doing that, from the word, you know, they already, you know, predisposed the chairman, you know, to, you know, answering, to tending, to doing the bidding of the incumbent. Yeah. So okay. without even the person saying it. So there should be a way we can actually collect this. So the matter okay. that still happens to be the case, I think, you know, all these you know, lamentation and you know, criticism, you know, about the outcome of our electoral this not the state level. We carry on you know, flying around. So right, that's you. my little contribution. Yes, we get your point. And it's something that as you said at the national level as well. Some yeah. have also spoken about how you know the NEC chairman should not necessarily I think some have said it should be left with the NJC mm, or something. Mm. You know. But if you have an obje- objection, you can go to the court. Mm. If you have something concrete to show that the man will not be, you know, uh, will not discharge his duties. Yes, mm. if, you, if, you, if you think he will be biased, you can, you can challenge it. But then, you know, some, some of these things we do, truly, because when we look at these things, really, 
logically, just as the arguments have been made for the INEC chairman as well, saying, mm. well, if the president is appointing the INEC chairman, uh, if uh, you know the, the ruling government is appointing the INEC chairman, or the ruling government is appointing the OXEC, is setting up the OXEC team, then there's a chance that... Yeah, it's a personal thing. You, mm. We've had INEC chairmen who were impartial. Mm. Mm. Truly impartial. You, you have an example. And we've had those who were very, very partial. You know, the <laughs> speak, speak, speaking of INEC, uh, there, there was that report I did mention earlier about Loretta Anoche. Uh, mm. The CSOs are asking that uh, a nomination of as INEC National Commissioner be she rejected, uh, saying uh, she's a member of the APC, mm. uh, she's an aide to this current government. In fact, they say she as a member of the British Conservative Party as well. Mm. Quite a number of things that they <laughs> mentioned. You begin to wonder, did we not know or? Does it not matter to yeah, us? Well, now it's being contest, contested. Mm. That's that's democracy. Mm. Hello? 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 Yes, good morning to you. Yeah, one good morning. Good morning. You have a Solomon on the line. Quickly, sir. Um, <clears throat> every time we come on radio and criticize uh, federal government, the presidency, and we still maintain my stand. What is the difference between Noreta and Ose Chairman in the state? I'm Ose, asking you Ose this morning. Chairman is not a, an appointee of the Ogun State government. So, appointees of who? Of the Ogun State government. Like Loretta is an essay to the president. It's an essay to the president. Look, I've said it without number. You see, local government uh, election in Nigeria, it has become a ritual. Tell me that. From, see, the only thing that I can give a little respect when it comes to local government election is certified. Well, hello? Well, we should go and <laughs> test it. Hello? You know, we well, should test it. You know, well, sorry about that. Well, you know, you. you I, I don't know. I, you don't understand why people are preempting what could oh, happen. Yeah. And so, you know, mm-hmm. But like you say, we'd have to we don't find out these yeah, things. Go. Maybe out. we could be shocked, yeah. or surprised, or you know. If you are popular um, in your local government, you win. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you police your vote, you you protect your votes. I'm also Luoli on Facebook. Says, "Good morning, Wale. Why can't we protest that we don't want presidential system of government? This important system of governance cannot work in our situation. It's just too expensive. If nothing is done as quickly as possible, we'll continue to borrow, and 90 percent of borrowed money is being stolen by politicians." Ah, okay. Um, Akrede Camille says, "We need debt refinancing management to reproduce the debt profile of the country. There's already an existing economic hardship greeted by the fall in the international market prices of petroleum." Rise in exchange rates and currency devaluation. Let the government streamline the rate of borrowing with tenants of economic development and fiscal policies of the country. Well, they say we're healthy. Uh, good morning. Uh, God bless you and my brother in the house. I don't know what is really wrong with some of our leaders in this country. Why do they want to silence the press? Oh, why do they want to silence the press now? When the PDP was in power, Mr. Lai Mohammed used the media, most especially on television station in Lagos, to attack the PDP party. He came to a stage, aside thinking that the man is living inside that station <laughs> because he used to be there always saying one thing or the other against the government then. These people in power now should know, as the Yoruba people used to say, Our election will soon come. God will visit this country as well. Lola Bab says the killing is too much in Nigeria. And I want to believe that our security agency knows about how all the guns come into Nigeria. It says God sees all. Well, we can't see security agency. Yes, maybe there are some bad elements, but to, 
you know, put them all together or lump them all together. Uh, Falabi Alabas says uh, the Nigeria policy is that bleak. The problem of Charles Oludo not allowed in the governor pool can spike the issue of marginalization by the youth of that region. Beware. Zachariah says uh, rapping. Okay, 